I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Ray Segura. Today I'm joined by Christian Putalias. What's that? What's that? What's that, everybody? And a very special guest we have with us, Victor Araiza. How you doing, Victor? Hey, uh, Rudy, Christian. Uh, thanks for the invite. Uh, love you, love your stuff on the coverage. Uh, I think you guys hit another gear this year, and uh, always, always cool to see the uh, the coverage around the game growing for sure. Yeah, so we know that you've been covering the the Dynamo for what? This is the eleventh season you've been doing it, or? Uh, you think so? Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> us have been following the team for sure. You know, we listen to Soccer Matters, and we definitely would hear you. You know, jump on that, and I did, you were there as a were you an editor or not a producer or anything like that before? Or? Yeah, I um I helped Glenn with some social stuff. I also did some some producing, uh, cut some clips for the show, that kind of thing. Um, give my input on the show as far as like you know topics. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, essentially producer. So a bunch of these stuff. Try to see how we can cover, amp up the show a little bit. And I think uh, I think we were able to do that a little bit. I, I which was cool for me because I I used to grow up, or well, I mean, I, well during when I used to go like Dynamo games, I. Um, I used to, you know, obviously see Glenn do the post game show. I used to listen in back when he was on 790. So for me, it was cool to kind of jump on board and, and be able to help that out. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, it, for a long time, there wasn't a lot of coverage. And maybe, you know, the fandom, you know, is not definitely what it used to be uh, a few years back when we were either winning endless cups or just going to them and losing to Galaxy. But at the same time, like now there's like an explosion of just like people trying to cover the game, uh, you know, which which is good, like you said, like you mentioned. But um, I guess, you know, we really want to talk mostly Dynamo, but just kind of to touch on two points, uh, you know, obviously Dynamo, those are still undefeated at home. Uh, they're looking to push for the playoffs. And the big news today, obviously, was, you know, Dash announcing the uh, the departure of Rachel yeah. Daly. Um it kind of makes sense. I was telling, you know, the guys that it just, it was like this, what is it? Aroma. And you know, that, that she was probably going to be leaving this, this season. And the more that she left for national duty, it just, you know, her dad recently passing away and her going back home and having that success, obviously winning the euros, it, it just made a lot of sense. But my question to you or to both of y'all, you know, she's leaving as the ultimate club legend, you think of the dash. Probably right because she's a top goal scorer. Um, I, I think so. She was here for a long time the, during the tough years. Uh, helped uh, get the first championship, right? The Challenge Cup. Um, 
And yeah, I think I think you hit it on the head, probably, because I, I think family was the reason mentioned, right? Uh, her dad passing away, probably, put things in perspective. I, I thought it was, you know, looking back now at the at the salmon trade, um, probably kind of explains it a lot more. But yeah, I, I was a little bit bummed because I was, you you kind of see the dash now hitting, you know, uh, another gear. You, you know, they look like, barring a disaster, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, they may very well could make a run the way they're looking. I mean, it just um, Amaro's looks to be the the real deal as a coach. Um, so you think you know this team's playing really good if they can just add daily and and you know how much better are they going to get? And then uh, we get the announcement today. I, I thought it was a bit of a of a bummer from that sense, right? Because I mean, you mm-hmm. know, at least get a playoff run, not you know with the dash and see where it goes, and maybe this team would have been able to kind of catch lightning in a bottle and, and go all the way. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes from there. I think either way, the Dash have a good team right now. And, um, you know, it's totally understandable. And, and I know Christian, Christian doesn't follow the Dash as close as most. And I personally don't, you know, we, we'd really mostly cover the Dynamo, but uh, Dustin uh, Richardson, you know, our quote unquote boss, he posted that, sappy article of like how his yeah. daughter's favorite you know player and it's a in a way it's, it's definitely bittersweet because i think there is a lot of you know probably a lot of people that that uh feel the same way right uh when you see somebody like her that just brought so much to houston uh it is really hard to see yeah and again, and again just because i mean she's been here for a long time and you know it seemed like the dash are finally going to get it together and and um, you know, I think just kind of her leaving in the middle of it is is just you know a little bit weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't cover that as much as I think I, w- I would like. Um, and, and and I think you know prior years I've tried to kind of um, measure myself because I um, it's hard to cover two teams like I do a Dynamo right where you kind of like know every player, every every formation, every like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but I, but I've tried to follow them from afar, and I've always kind of, you know, I I am a, I, I wish there was more. I mean, we talk about the Dynamo lacking coverage. Sometimes I wish there was more around the dash. I wish there was more um, pressure there as well, because I think, um, you know, I, I don't think you know pressure in the sense of oh they got to win because you know especially what they get paid in the NWSO, you know, it's kind of maybe hard to demand results. But I do think in sense of. Uh, you know, it is a pro team. There's there's a lot of things over the course of, of the years that I feel, um, man, if we were to criticize the Dash a little more, they, you know, put the spotlight on them, um, get this well, to be a, a better team. I, I think that would grow the women's game as well. And, um, yeah, I think a big part of it is never made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was – I've always been critical about the Clarkson hire when it happened, and, and now um, I think you're seeing – you know, maybe a blessing in disguise. You know, it, it. You know, here it is. Bring somebody who actually follows the game and get the best out of these girls. Uh, I guess to give Clarkson some credit, that there has been some change with Dash when he came in, right? Uh, no more of this. Uh, at least from what I understand, no more of this like homestay. You know, you know, uh, we're, we're pro players. We're essentially doing the staying with a family or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. Not not to ramble on too much into the Dash, but just. <laughs> Um, no, and I was going to add that. It's cool to see them fulfilling their potential. Their yeah, because, I mean, the the way you say, you know, like media coverage and just kind of a little bit of pressure because there's still like a lot of unanswered questions with the Clarkson investigation period, you know, things like that 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 
fans that really follow the team right now we know that winning kind of masks everything so right now you know Amoros having the team on a three game winning streak kind of hides all that and people are not really you know kind of put that in the back burner but it's still kind of questions that you would like some transparency on for sure yeah well i just think like any other league right it'd be farther along there's still some weird things with the nwso where i mean it's it's just not what you expect from a pro league, right? But um, not, to me, like I, I and, and maybe because I'm, I'm a little hard, harsher with the dash because I, I do try to treat them like a like a pro team, right? Not like the, you know, oh, we're so glad to have a women's team. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, I'm not trying to give them like the the charity love, right? I'm trying to like treat it as an actual team. Um, and I and I wrote this in in a recent takeaways I had on the striker. Um, for for this previous game, man. If uh, honestly, Clarkson should have been gone after this last season, right? I mean, uh, the the way that that season ended, the way the playoff run, um, and even before, you know, shouldn't have been hired. No background in the women's game. Um, if we talk about the Dynamo Academy, I mean, how many MLS players did they develop under under Clarkson? I mean, it's not, uh, but it, it's the same story we saw with the Dynamo organization, right? Kind of, you know, um, friends hiring friends and so on and so forth, and um, I just thought that kind of sucked for the desk. But now you see, again, uh, get a soccer uh, coach in there, somebody that can get this team winning. Um, they made a couple moves, uh, and, and they look legit. I mean, that's um, – but it is a part of, like, the Dynamo history too, right? Because, I mean, um, you know, they, they start the team maybe in, in a time where they didn't need to. Um, yeah, say what you want about supporting the women's game, but what does that also do for the Dynamo, right? It's, I mean, you divide up staff, you divide up, um, you, you know, other resources probably, right? The Houston Sports Park, I mean, they were ready to host the women's team, I think. Uh, I, I should have cracked the beer open for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, uh, you know, we, we can talk more about the dash for sure. And I was going to say also, you know, with Clarkson, Obviously, he did kind of develop a lot of players, you know, all the in the sense of all the Canadian stars, you know, that eventually ended up winning the Olympics as well, kind of helped out what the team is now. You know, it's a big of the the backbone, but it didn't amount to too much, right? We no playoffs in his run, but yeah, I I thought there was, I mean, that time was kind of there before. I I, I don't know. To me, it's just. They could hire a women's coach. It's just that that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, for sure. So okay, so again, you've been covering the Dynamo for a while. You know, yeah, obviously, you I mean, think. Yeah, you know, want my opinion on the? Yeah, Dynamo. if you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but I was gonna say, so you know, obviously, you've been covering the Dynamo. You know, obviously, uh, Christian myself have probably been doing it for like two years only. So you know, we definitely look at at. Uh, at you as a role model in the sense of like how you follow the team because we we want more coverage right for sure um so this is i think one thing that christian and myself and, and christian can add on to this but you know we like the fact that you sometimes you know we we are all in the conference uh you know calls and why not and and you tend to answer like the tougher questions right like uh the, the questions that the fans really want to yeah, know well yeah. Shit, somebody has to. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And and I think it's a lot of it. Like in my, I'll say completely. Like I, I'm I'm not there yet. Like I don't feel comfortable enough yeah. just asking questions with like they come out of my head basically right there and then. 
I'm getting better, but Christian, I know that, you know, there's a lot of things that we take for Victor in those com press conferences, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like like, like Rudy says, I think, I mean, I think obviously it goes with, with the fact that, you know, this is your actual job, right? <laughs> so that, that kind of puts a little bit of pressure, but, but not only because it's your job, but you actually, you know, you... You know, I, I guess in the background, but you know, you you you're. I don't know if I can yeah. say you're. No, fan, but but I, but well, I am. I am. I, team, I care know? about the team. I I want yeah. them to win. I'm not. I'm not looking. Um, you, you know, I I you know, I think I look at, and I say, you know, because it's my back. Well, because it's my heritage, right? I'm 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 not like most of the Mexican reports are just looking to make something out of nothing, right? I I I don't want to come across as that. Um, but yeah, I do think. You know, I started out like you guys, right? I mean, it's, I mean, um, I didn't see as much coverage as I would like. I wanted to be part of it. I wanted to um, maybe get some answers out of my team, right? And it's it kind of like, well, let's, you know, just... And I don't think a lot of it is just tough questions. It's just questions that maybe people would just feel uncomfortable asking because nobody else does it, right? I mean, it's, if this was, again, I, and I always kind of go to this, Houston, Astros, Texans, Rockets. I mean, everybody's asking these kinds of questions. They're, they're not... Um, you know, even even if they feel uncomfortable, I mean, it's it's you're supposed to ask them, right? Because that's that's what fans want to know. It's what people want answers to. It's not a love fest. Um, if if the coach or the players don't like it, um, you know, it's uh, I I kind of just kind of give them their platform, and and if they want to answer it, and you know, they answer it. If they don't, then you can't really force them, right? But I think, for example, in in these other sports, um. If I ask it and, and and they think I'm attacking them, they don't like my question. Um, you know, maybe some other station, some other outlets asking, and it's like, well, but yeah, why don't you know why isn't this or why isn't that? And and um, yeah, I mean, we we see, we've seen it, and you know, I think once this team gets the coverage that that it should, I think the the pressure will be there to win, like it is in other cities, right, in other MLS markets or or other places around the world. Um, at the same time, I think it's you know it's fine that it's not that level of, of some other countries, right? Where it's where it's kind of you know some crazy coverage sometimes, some stupid questions. But um, again, it's just it 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 should it shouldn't be weird to to like see that kind of coverage. Uh, I, to me, I've kind of just you know I've gotten over the uncomfortableness because it's yeah at the end of the day, it's who cares, right? I mean. If this if this bothers you, then don't take the job. Don't be a coach. Don't be a player. Right? I mean, we're trying to make a pro league out of this. Uh, we want a better team in Houston. Um, you know, I'm not getting too. I don't think I do anything to get too personal. But I think uh, I think it's fair to ask some of the things, uh, some of the questions, and that's that's it. I mean, I hope. Uh, um, yeah, I, I wish there was more more reporters there. Fox 26, Channel Two, Channel 11, 13. You know, it'd be cool to see the coverage of, of the other sports around soccer as well. So you mentioned the I, team. Yeah. Oh, go, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to start up with the Dynamo. You <laughs> okay. Know. Yeah. Let me, let me, no, because I, you know, I like to know all these stuff, but uh, just like random questions. <laughs> but like, how, did you, did you ever have like somebody, because I know with Cabrera, uh, obviously like media was very kind of pushed out in a way. And I think yeah. that drew the, probably drew the, the club back a few years, you know, into like the Stone Age. But did, did you ever have it? <laughs> the way I mean, to put it, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the way that, you know, transparency and everything that kind of came up. But, like, did you ever 
and do you have any encounters in your mind like any story that you can share like yeah um, happening <laughs> yeah um i think what time um and here's where you, you i've I always try to like pick my spots the right way and, and and here's the other thing too right because it's um the timeliness of the question counts for a lot so you know something that have just happened in the game you almost kind of have to ask it after that game right you ask it like two three games later or something i mean it, it doesn't mean you still don't have that curiosity and i don't think that you know it should be any problem if you you're like hey but what about you know i just i was just thinking about you know a couple of games ago blah 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 right but some coaches take it as oh i don't gotta answer that i you know it was a couple of games ago or or whatever the fact right um there was a time when like I started thinking, remember there was a time when players were retiring, there was all these injuries, and I was just like, man, something, something screwy is going on with the Dynamo injury, right? uh, you know, the way they manage injury, right? Right. Because, um, again, ACLs, guys retiring, right? Remember, um, what was the left-back's name? I think it's I think it was Murray the left-back. The one from, no, no, the one from Seattle. Uh, Dylan Remick, oh, yeah. right? He had, like, a concussion. Yeah. And he never came back from it. Um, there was another player with a concussion that that that, that you know um, took a what while. What were they doing? He was bumping um, heads. Like <laughs> there was there was there was this one guy. He was a right back, and he like never saw the field. Um, uh, then there was like the no, 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 no. He, um, that's another right back that never saw the field. <laughs> was uh, Malky? I think George Malky was his name. And they did. Uh, they did the Lagarza got hurt. Well, that was maybe, yeah, that was there, there was a bunch of players. Cabeza did like had to go to Colombia to get treatment for some reason. When you know Methodist is like right. the sponsor of the Houston Dynamo, there's all these weird <laughs> things. And and to me, like I I started kind of like just connecting it where it's um oh what happened um Theron right? He had he had been the the medic for the team for like the longest time, and he's like the he's like on the board of of like whatever association for, for like MLS medic is out there. Now he's like at RSL, right? But he mm -hmm. was like the team, the team, um, trainer. yeah, the team trainer. Um, for a long time, you never saw injury problems. And all of a sudden, like he, he leaves the one, one year after Cabrera gets here. And, and to me, I'm just like, Oh, something happened. What happened there? Like why let a guy that's so good at this job, right. Kind of, mm -hmm. kind of leave. And now you're having all these injury problems. And so, um, so I asked about, you know, Theron ends, you know, one time after the RSL game and, uh, and obviously Cabrera didn't like the question. He thought I was just kind of, you know, looking for something. Right. So, and then to be fair, it was, no, you know, don't answer it. Cool. I, my, whatever. Um, next day in training, of course, he, you know, there was like a employee leaving the dynamo or, um, just about to leave the dynamo ride, and he, and he just kind of is like, "Are you guys gonna ask me about the so and so uh, leaving as well, or, or like you just <laughs> gonna ask me about everybody, right?" And I'm just like, uh, I think I, at the time, I, I actually replied to him. I was like, "If it has to deal with the sporting side of things, yeah, I will." I mean, and then he kind of just told me I was, you know, just looking for shit, basically. <laughs> so, which it's fine, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, the the woman was obviously. Again, nobody else asking for asking questions. It, media was essentially closed off. Um, at some point, if uh, they didn't feel like doing interviews, they didn't do interviews. Uh, one time, I saw the PR director get yelled at right for everybody. Um, you know, those are the kind of things you you see, and and then and then it's like a complete 
180 when Tab comes in. Right. And, right. And then it's like, oh, it's all, it's everything's open. <laughs> everything's transparent. Um, and then I think now it's kind of like back 90 degrees the other way with Nagamura, but we're, uh, it's a constant battle. You know, I've, I've kind of noticed that because I've, I've reached out and we, we, we don't get as many people as we did like in the beginning of the year. <laughs> talk to some people so and yeah. I, I it's a part of it but again talking about the team kind of being more specific on this season when you when you coming in you know that obviously the the front office was very like set up like the goal was to make playoffs and you know uh, people i guess they drove it into people's head that that was the the goal and only goal that it was going to happen but i think a lot of people you know like us have been following the team for a while and just seeing how the club is run maybe we didn't see that or i may i may be just me that is like we got a new coach we got a new general manager you know we're finally what seems to be like a rebuild one right and uh and so i definitely thought it's a process but i want to you know get your point of view of just the fact of like what yeah christian no, 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 i'm sorry Be, before you finish your question because we did predictions at the at the beginning of the year and yeah. i think every one of us either had the dynamo not making the playoffs or getting to you know to decision day with a slight chance of playoffs you know like you have to win and three other teams have to lose type type of thing Nobody thought they were going to run away with first place. No, no, that's the thing. I just want to give a shout out to I want to give a shout out to Rodrigo because he said he said that the Dunham were going to come in in fourth place. Yeah, so shout out to Rodrigo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, go ahead, continue, continue. Yeah, no, and so uh, like, just wanted to get your opinion. You know, obviously, you follow the again the club for so long. Just kind of you know, I guess vibe wise or atmosphere wise, like you know, was was a process always a thing that people should have thought of? I mean, don't get me wrong. We need to push for the team to do well. But overall... Yeah, I think... Um, look, I think, obviously, it's always going to be a process, right? So uh, I know that's a non-answer, but I guess my point is, if you have soccer people, right, enough knowledgeable soccer people, you can you can see the problems and you can apply the quick fix, right? I, I don't think the problem was... I think they're, they're actually fine to say, yeah, we're aiming for the playoffs because, uh, you know, you can finish seventh and make the playoffs. They didn't have to be an overly great team. And if you look at it still, right, mathematically, they're, they're still around. Right, the rest of the league isn't isn't super great, right, to expect, expect them not to, um, if things go well, be among the seven best teams. The problem is, I think, uh, yeah, you put the expectation, but you don't follow it up with the work, right? right. Yeah. Um, and, and certain things again, you can kind of point at, um, you know, the signings or lack of signings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I remember at the time I said, and I, I go back to it, not that Ferreira wasn't a good signing, I think it addressed the wrong need. Um, maybe you could have divided that money up elsewhere. Um, whatever the case, the point is, um, this is where they're at now, and it's not hard to, it wasn't hard to predict, um, because. Again, the same criticism we gave uh, Matt Jordan, right? Right. Um, not a deep enough roster to survive the summer, and here's what they have: not a deep enough roster to survive the summer. Um, sure, it's hard to move contracts in MLS, all this stuff, but I, I think um, they they could have made a little bit more moves um, mm. and and be in a bit better spot than they are now. Um, 
certainly the coaching the coaching hire I think was obviously something that was criticized at the beginning of the year. I go back to um, you know if you're going to go that direction and and I I, I kind of said this too on Glenn's show tonight. Um, you know you you keep going to the direction of a youth coach, but then each one kind of keeps saying. Uh, the youth here is an MLS ready, so why, why continue to go that route, right? I mean, it's kind of um, if you wanted somebody who can win with this veteran roster, then then bring a more experienced coach. Um, several things you can you can point to. You can point to intent. Um, you know, Herrera was was a, was a pre contract signing, so I, if you want to count in summer or not, it's, right. whatever the point is, what do they do with this month um, to bolster the roster, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 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 again, intent is uh, at least FC Dallas is, is is moving, trying to do something. Is legit going to work? I don't know, but they went out and got him. Um, Austin, they had this uh, screw up thing, right? With with Cecilio, that went sour. But you know what? You gotta uh, move them on and their DP and, now, and, yeah. and bring in some yeah. and bring in somebody else. So um, yeah, I guess to me, for me, it's just um, the problems are easy to see. And if you just have soccer people, you can fix them. And certainly uh, the owner, Ted Siegel, seems to be putting money behind it. So I think, uh, you know, yeah, the the money for the roster, that, that has a salary cap, but everything else doesn't, right? You can hire more soccer people. You can hire more scouts. You can, um, you can hire more people in the front office. Um, and and that's, that's it. That's I think that's where they should have approached it a little better. Maybe the the owner wanted to do a white and see thing, but, and, and if that was the case, then yeah, maybe that's where they should have been a little bit more, more open with fans and, and saying, yeah. look, it's a, it's a trial year or however you want to phrase it. But, um, I but think, yeah, I think what, you know, obviously we know that when a new coach comes in, right, he gets whatever team, whatever squad is there and he has to come in and evaluate those players. And I think a lot of people are stuck in the sense of like, well, we know what a Memo Rodriguez is, or we know what this uh, player is, or this or that, and they kind of go into just thinking of what that player has yeah. done. But they're not. But even this them... year, right? Like, like even if you say you you want to give him a fresh shake against uh, you know under the new guy, that's fine. I'd say the first three months is good enough of a of a sample size to see what they are. Uh, there was no reason for Tyler Patrick to get moved on. You know, last week when you could have moved him on, you know, two months a long ago, time ago, yeah. And you know, if he wasn't going to fit in the plans, right? Like, like those are the kind of moves that I think they need to be more proactive on still. Yeah. Um, and and that's it. I mean, at the end, I think people have faith in in Pat Onstead, right? That he's going to make the proper moves for the team. Um, but yeah, it's just some some of these are just uh, um, yeah, it's just a, a bit of a head scratcher if you're trying to win this year, right? Or if you're trying to qualify this year. Yeah. And, and I mean, just even looking uh, to like the Vancouver game, you know, you, you have Nagamura basically has that game one 87 minutes. And, you know, he has to make subs. And people are going to question, you know, whoever comes in. And you've seen in the press conference when people say, well, you know, if you would have put this guy or, you know, would you put this guy? And there's a lot of it on that, you know, looking back and questioning, you know, the moves you made. But if he puts another attacker to get, you know, he's going to get, why did you put another attacker? If you put another defender, why did you put this defender? And and you can see what you just stated, the fact that we really have no depth. We really have nobody. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and and I, I point to this, right? And I, I know people, for example, people like Tyler Pasher. Uh, you know, I think, for example, like maybe Beto Avila is a player that actually gives more minutes. Um, if those options are good enough for the coach, then where's the movement to try to help that out, right? Toro Parsons has been, been playing as a winger for how many games now? Yeah. I mean, and that's not his natural position. And he's playing there because the coach isn't, is obviously not um, – you know, convinced of all the other guys around. So how long have we had this winger problem? Um, or, or they, I should say, had <laughs> this winger problem um, to, you know, kind of just leave things as they are. And, and and that's the thing, right? So throughout the season, everybody's kind of seeing the team develop. They're seeing the same problems. Those problems aren't being addressed. I think that's why, you know, yeah, certain things are are. are or for the fault of the prior regime. But I think when, when you focus on this season, there, there are some things now that you can point to Nagamore, you can point to Onstead, you can point to the Onstead sequel and say, this, this, is on, this is on just this year, right? I mean, right. Um, yeah, if you, if, you, if you knew there wasn't, uh, the, you know, the players coming up in the academy because they're there every day. I mean, we're, we're just basing it off of the games. Yeah. They're, they're seeing them in practice every day, right? I mean, if they're obviously saying, oh, this guy's not farther along, I mean, they shouldn't be purchasing a winger three months into the transfer window. I think that move could have been, you know, July 7th or whatever day it opened. Right. And those are the, that's the kind of proactiveness that I think they, they still need to um, kind of move on a little bit. Um, and, and the rest is, you know, you, you, you just see, again, the lack of proactiveness. And, and at this point, you know, at, at this point it falls on the coach, maybe unjustly because it's his first year. But as the, as as the as general manager and as the owner, you've, you've sort of put it all on the coach now, because there's no new signings coming in, barring them making you know you know trades. But even then, how many trades are they going to do? You know, they're not going to make five trades to bolster this roster, right, from here to well, the, to the beginning of September. And so I think I think the it, argument is there too, because like you said, unjustly, you know, Nagamura is getting. You know, we're hearing all the Nagamura out, all the. You know, they they want the coach out because, again, he's the face of it. But when you see, you know, fans mention the fact that this squad is so talented, I mean, obviously you added, like you said, Ache Ache and stuff and yeah. maybe a You Clark. got some pieces. I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, maybe Quintero's not going to play 90 games, but he's but the most creative say, guy you got. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but overall, the team itself hasn't, which is a lot of it from last season, didn't make the playoffs either. And was like, you know bottom of the table two years straight too right so there's like a balance there of i think a lot of heat needs to be taken for you know for pat Austin needs to take a lot of that heat and we're not pushing that you know we being the fans right like the fans need right. to be more aggressive with 
Is this Matt Jordan 2.0? Like, is it something that needs to be out there and and push? Yeah, and, and I don't. And to be fair, I don't think he's Matt Jordan 2.0. But I, I think. No, I, uh, I and and to be, in, you know, I can't believe I'm saying <laughs> this, but maybe there is something to say about Jordan not having enough resources to make decisions. Yeah. I, I think, but I do think, like you know, you know, there is there was enough criticism on Jordan to say he wasn't a soccer guy. He didn't have an eye for talent, but. Where was the move from from the ownership then, right? I mean, not, not to go on sour grapes and, and go on the past, but now now the same kind of concerns can be said in this one, right? So, you know, where is support for Pat on set? Um, now on the other end, you can say, well, Pat chose his staff, right? Uh, Pat said, these are going to be my guys. Uh, and, and, and that's why, yeah, I think it's fair to criticize him. But I also think... Uh, um, you know, if he doesn't have a scout department, for example, like he had said at the beginning, um, well, that, you know, that, that kind of sucks for, for, for purchasing players. Um, um, you know, I, I think so, so, you know, but maybe that's, again, one of the, something they should have been much more clear about and said, you know what? Uh, and, and you know, sure, Pat might have said it, it, it was kind of everything still bare bones, but maybe they should have said, you know what? And it's fair to say, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. It's going to take a little longer than, than, than what we said, right? We're still trying. We're still going to, you know, do our best to to make the playoffs with this roster. But Jesus, like, it isn't much to work with here. And then you can be transparent and you can yeah. explain. Um, if you don't want to do it, you know, in a media setting, you don't want to do it in a public setting, cool. But at least tell your members that, right? At least tell your, your season ticket holders, at least kind of, you know, make them feel part of that process that that that's to me you know the biggest takeaway because if you're asking people to pay dozens of dollars every year uh to buy your product i mean the least you can do is be transparent with them right and tell them how things are going i i have a gazillion questions but you know i i guess let's just because i think the dynamo obviously they they there's there's such in a hole that they're trying to get out of you know from the matt jordan era like, even from the communication side, like you were talking about Cabrera, you know, living in the Stone Age, like nobody in, you know, if you say something wrong, he, you rub him the wrong way, he won't want you, you know, he won't want your face in the... Uh, yeah, but, the, but, the but some of that's already done, like, like, right? Because you already yeah. you already fired Cabrera, like, he's gone. Like, yeah, players yeah. aren't being held back from being, I mean, at least not from the coach, not that I not that I know of. The coach no, is yeah. stepping in and saying, hey, I don't want my players doing interviews. I mean, as far as I know, they're... They're all available, so get him out in public, right? Get him, get him on every TV channel, get him on every radio station. I mean, there's nothing holding him back from doing that, like the, like it was in when you know when when Cabrera was here. So you know, and and but you know, or is that lack of a, of a marketing budget? Is it? I mean, uh, you know, there's several things you can you can point to. Well, you know, they still need help, but I think the other part of it is, and I think you know, and, and we've said this, I've said this out of the front office for years too. I mean, there's there's things you don't need money for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you really want to kind of advance in the community, just going to want to get a better idea. Um, you don't need money to, uh, well, you don't need a lot of money, right. To, to, to and, and I know gas is a little bit more pricey these days, but you don't need a lot of money to go down to a local league and, and kind of get the vibe of, of what the soccer community is. Right. Um, kind of getting out there, getting to know people, um hey what do you think of the dynamo it's just kind of you know but but that's the thing i mean uh to me there's it's a lot of let work right that that still needs to be done and and it isn't um the other side of it yeah maybe it's you know the owner could do more 
for more money for commercials, all this other stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, it's a lot. It, it, there's a lot to be done. But I, I, I think within their within their constraints, they can still be doing more. Yeah, and so what? Are, well, the, no, go for it, go for it, go for it. No, so one of my points when it comes to to like the soccer part of it that I've been men- that I have mentioned a lot is that you can't really have a consistent consistent team that wins without a consistent starting eleven. That's that's my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be right. But I think I think I'm right. The fact that you know, like when you think of great teams, you think of you know starting elevens. You think of you know specific people in specific roles. And this team, I know. I guess we can talk about you know depth and and all that. But even from the beginning, when Nagamura was saying, you know, like I have 17, 18 starters, I was like, ah, eh, I don't, I don't like that. You know, because yeah, he was saying no. it in the positive. When way, you're but. saying, when you're saying you have 17, 18 starters, you're, you're basically saying you don't have a lot of starters, right? Like, exactly. I mean, the opposite. It's, yeah, it's like saying, no, uh, the team is a star. Well, that means you have no stars then. Um, <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah. So my opinion, well, because I heard, you know, on your show that, you know, you were saying how out of the 23 games, there has been 21 different starting 11s. Well, 22 <laughs> and, now. Or 20, there you go. But it's, you know, I wasn't counting, but I kind of, you know, in the back of my head, I was, you know, I kind of, you, when you see the starting 11, you're like, wait, this, this is different, this is different. So that's one of my opinions. So I, I guess basically, what's your opinion on that? On the fact that you know this this whole rotation, this whole like at least have a pair of center backs that like yeah, play, well, you know? and and look, I, I think it's it's not abnormal to have change, right? I think especially with the beginning of the year, you're like, all right, there's some injury, right? Kadebi was taking you know took took a while to get from the you know here from Afcon, so you, you know you can kind of explain it in certain situations. But in others, yeah, it's just constant. And I, I go back to it. I mean, just coach isn't isn't convinced with what he has, right? That's that that's why the constant turnover. You know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna give Memo a shot and then Memo doesn't produce. So all right, I'm gonna go back to Quintero and you know, and it's the same thing out on the wings, all right. I'm gonna try Baird and Baird didn't do it, all right, I'm gonna try Pasture, Pasture didn't do it. I'm gonna move up Avila. Avila, you know, maybe you know, didn't do it. So and that's why you've seen constant change. And that's why he um, team Thor's out there. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, uh, no, and at the same time, it was, because at, at the beginning it was, well, you're playing Sebas and Sebas isn't scoring. So you take out Sebas and you put in Thor, right? And then it, you know, Sebas losing minutes to Thor. And then, and then eventually they both played together. But at the beginning it was, you know, Sebas was starting to lose a couple minutes there. Um and and yeah, I mean, I I think yeah, at some point we had the the three center backs, right? I think we had this last game too, but but there was that the um, that part of it. There was the one where the I think like Vera was was kind of bringing in coming in oh, yeah. with the center backs as well, right? Oh, yeah. um, which is funny because Raúl um, <laughs> Brindis did a did an interview with with uh, Herrera. And then he's like, oh, what, what position are you, do you prefer to play? And then I was like, uh, I'm open to any position. And then he's like, well, I mean, I don't think Nagamura is going to play me at center back. And I was just like, just you watch. <laughs> just wait a couple games, sir. Yeah. No, but I mean, but I think that's that, like that to me, that's been the shift, right? It's because it's, you know, it's still in that year of testing everybody out, trying to get everybody a fair shake. Again, I think at this point in the season, you've, you, you've had enough games to – to have an idea of who you want to play. But again, it, it, to me, it's, it's still not convinced. And, and again, if you, if you just take everybody with the most starts, 
and put him in a starting lineup, right? Yeah. We haven't even seen that lineup this year. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, it's but um, that's why part of it is and then bring in you know higher quality players that you know the coach is convinced that you know he has eleven starters instead of seventeen or eighteen, and and that's that's part of the situation too. I mean, it's 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 kind of goes both ways. I you know if you're going to hire a coach, um, at least you owe him is you know support him. Exactly. Maybe not with everything, right? But I mean, but I do think more than more than what he has. So a follow up to that, because Nagamura basically in the last press conference basically accepted the fact that this team is not a you know a playoff worthy team, or at least a no, he, he said it'll make he said they should yeah, make, he'll the make the playoffs, but, but not, not not to compete, not right? to compete at the top with the LAFCs and do you I suppose think, Austin, right? Do you think? Well, I mean, this is kind of, I guess, reading into into him a little bit more. But I guess, in your opinion, do you think he took too long to uh, to maybe say that out loud, or because it seems like you know the people saw that being you know way back? Uh, but do you think he he really like believed in the guys? He really believed in the team. He really do you think he believes that he can make the? I mean, we're not that far off. Well, obviously. I'll just throw you but, this: what did the no. Charlotte FC guys said? You know, we're screwed if we have a team like this, and he's not there anymore. So if Nagamura would have done that, he probably right. Be and here. that's why I think that's <laughs> why I think you know they they kind of do watch what they say sometimes. Um, the one of the Colorado coaches did a couple of years ago, and and he got fired too. Um, so yeah, I mean, you don't want to say, hey, they're giving me something to work with, because then. And they're really even nothing to work with. <laughs> they send you out, but um, no. Again, I think evaluating the team honestly, you um, they already knew that, right? I mean, they already knew they wasn't they weren't going to compete with the top teams. Um, and you know, I, I still think you know a couple of of good signings. Maybe they would have. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think to me, it's just I, I go back to it. I think it's just the practice to to do it this late in the year, right? You didn't need Philly to beat you 6 nothing. Um, You know, you, you could kind of see it coming, right, in, in the first games. I mean, you had, what did they have, like eight games out of uh first three months, they had like eight like games at, uh, home. at home. Yeah. And, you know, they weren't getting the results they needed. That should have been right there, the, you know, the kind of warning signs to, hey, you need some better players now and, and I, you know, and and again, to me, just the the time it took it takes for them to react, make some of these moves. It, it's almost again, it's almost like until there's public pressure or just you know the absolute need to do it, um, things will stay the same until until that happens. That's why I say you know the fans have every right to to say what they want to say, and, and especially when it when you know I I do think with fight too, right? Because um, I've said this ever since you ever since the team moved to you know PNC. BBA, whatever you, you want to call it, um, it, it, there has been a lack of fight, right? I mean, I think, mm -hmm. but and it's it's not tough to to pinpoint what it is. Uh, one, it's probably salaries, right? These guys are probably comfortable with what they're getting paid. They're not getting paid what you know what the other guys were getting paid before them, right? Because even on championship team, yeah, like I think Wondolowski was doing like soccer camps to to make some extra cash, right? I mean, that's, that's how things were. And and they were, you know, at the same time competing with Pachuca in the Champions Cup. But not like those guys came from a situation where they're hungry. They lost they lost, yeah, they lost the um the San Jose team. They had to move. 
there was talks about if they didn't get a stadium here, they still have to move. I mean, they they got off the rest, they got in the community, and they they kind of showed it on the field as well. And these guys, I mean, uh, you know, you you can talk about working hard, and 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 you know, sometimes you you don't see it, right? You don't see that same, yeah, you're right, that same hungry, and that same hunger. Um, <laughs> And it's uh, and and again, you know, when you got to talk, sometimes it's just it is the, the message you you give, right? It is kind of the lack of experience of 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 doing this. I think, you know, if I was on the team, I'd tell them, hey, listen, clear up your messaging a little bit. Um, I get it. You want to you want to drive it home that you work hard or whatever, but come on. You're going to tell somebody that works in Pasadena and in the refineries uh, what it means to work hard. Right. You're going to tell construction workers in Houston what it means to work hard. Uh, medics you know, in Houston, what it means to work hard. I mean, you, those are the kinds of things, right, that, that should go into the messaging of the entire team and be like, all right, listen, understand the situation, right, and, and who your audience is. And, and, and I think that's all that, that fans kind of want, right? I mean – uh, when they see you know a guy getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's still a lot of money compared to you know to to what the the people that go there and pay their hard-earned money to see them yeah. uh, is. And all they want to see is just a return, right? Just 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 some uh, you know just some testicular fortitude, right? Some some huevos as the batallón say. I mean that's it's it that's it. That's all they want in return. You know, fight for the badge. Uh, you, Put it all on the field, and 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 you know, and and certainly if you do that, I mean, you would think you get a couple more better results than, than what they've been getting now. Uh, mentality, right? I mean, you go kind of everybody mentions mentality. I mean, there's there's no reason not to have a good mentality, right? You got a comfortable lifestyle. I I you know, I'm assuming, but um, <laughs> there's no reason not to with that salary. And well, and especially the guys on defense getting paid a million. Oh bucks. yeah, for sure. Well, and, yeah. you know, for a long I'll go, time, I'll, I'll go play defense. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a water bottle out there. It probably deals with that. But, uh, you know, going to the fact of, you, you know, you're talking about like in the past, right? Whenever they moved to uh, BVA, um, they, BVA, I always miss one. Uh, but yeah, a PNT <laughs> stadium, they, they, they would play the games like at five o'clock. I'm sure you remember, man, being there like at three o'clock, five o'clock games. And yeah, for like, games, yeah, yeah, and and we would see, you know, obviously, like take advantage of the Houston Heat, and now it's like we play, you know, the games are at seven, eight o'clock, and there's like no no way that another team that comes from, like, for instance, Minnesota comes to your house and just beats you, you know, they're, yeah, they're, that's unacceptable. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Like, what are they doing? Like, are are they like practicing inside like the AC or what the heck is happening? Because, you know, you just don't see that that drive that you should never. You yeah, know, I I think um, compared to your opponent at home, I think. Uh, and again, and I only get to see fifteen minutes of training now, right? But um, to me, every time I go to training, it's 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 very relaxed. It's it's almost like geez you see more intensity in some high school practices i mean th that's it. it to me that's the environment it's a very relaxed environment there's not um it you know it's, it, even in the texans right rocket i think you'd see more competitiveness out there um and i'm not saying they have to 
be miserable all the time, but especially when they're on these losing stretches, I mean, it seems like it doesn't phase them, right? I mean, you, I can go out this week and they'll probably be out there laughing. Uh, when last year, and I mean, it, it, again, it's almost like they didn't lose uh, to Philly. They they didn't lose in Vancouver. It's all right. We're still in the playoff race, and 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 that's part of it. The other one is, um, you know, I still say putting in extra time counts for a lot, right? I mean, some of these guys, right? If they really wanted to succeed, uh, would be putting in the extra time. Um, even in those days, right? Like those guys, uh, the Chings, the Robinsons, the Rose, like. Um, not saying they stayed every day after training, but you know, more often than not, they'd be kicking the ball around, just you know, trying stuff on you know, from far, free kicks, whatever. I mean, just kind of you know, putting in a couple extra minutes, call it love of the game or call it you know, dedication to your craft. But but they did it right. I, I go back to you know, most recently here, the, the one guy that was kind of doing that constantly was was Albert, right? Albert Ellis. And, and look where he's at now, right? Because that was the uh, the motivation. Um, that's why I think like some of these guys. I mean, they could benefit from 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 staying after, um, especially the guys that aren't yielding results. But again, if if the environment doesn't ask it of you, then you know some of these guys. Yeah, sure. All right, I'm talking out. And and I was gonna say we we've noticed too. Uh, you know, obviously that they opened up the locker rooms recently too. You know. And the laws, they're gone. You know, they they're they're not gonna sit there and try to get questions. Yeah, and and either. usually the way it's supposed to work is they they kind of go through the door, right? So at least you as media have a. Um, although I will say, I think I think it's more um, whoever you know, quote unquote, available now. But at least you kind of see you see guys walk out. Um, you know, kind of like a mix on policy, right? Where it's like, all right, well, at least, you know, uh, well, there goes Fafa. He's jetting. Or, I, it's just, I'm not singling out Fafa. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For example, right? Um, and now it's kind of like you walk in and it's like, all right, there's only like five guys in here. Where's everybody else? Right. Like they almost go through a back door and it's like, yeah. all right, I'm out. Um, yeah. I mean, all, all those little things, I think, uh, you know, I'll play a part. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's still a lot, and and being that Nagamura's the new coach, you know, he's only what 38 years old. He's only like a couple years older than the oldest player on the team. Uh, so how much respect do the guys have for him? I mean, I'm sure he does. He was a good player, you know, a good, uh, has good character, kind of that fight installed yeah. in him. But can he pass it on to his players? I think is the big. Um, question. yeah, and and you know, I don't have too much insight into the locker room. Um. To give you an exact answer, but I think, I think for sure results play a big part in it, right? So beginning of the year, I think everybody's going to be on board. Uh, everybody's going to be on good terms. But when you get into these kind of months, um, you start seeing some guys not pleased or not playing, right? Um, you know, I don't think I don't know if we talk about it enough in MLS, and I don't know how much the case is, uh, but. You know, in other sports, there's incentives built in contracts, right? And if guys aren't playing, if guys aren't scoring goals, if guys aren't getting their bonuses, <laughs> that kind of matters, right? Um, and and I think you see it with young coaches because I, I think um, we're seeing it with Nagamura and you probably saw it with Tab as well and, and, and Wilmer before him. Um, there is sometimes a pressure to keep everybody happy and get everybody minutes and, you know, in a winning team – uh, you you kind of have you have to have a little bit firmer hand, right? If you look at the other teams, um, 
you know, it's kind of like, hey, here's the 11 that's going to give me the results first, and then I'm going to tweak that one. And if there's time for the rest of you young guys or, or whomever, right, then it kind of happens naturally as the season goes on, right? Like now Austin, for example, right, you got a, you got a good start in the table, then it's like, all right, let me, let me play this dude, let me play that dude. And then, it's, and, then, and then guys start beating each other up for minutes, right? Then it's like, all right, well, this guy's been informed, so I'm going to go with him. But I think, again, to kind of do that throughout the season, it's tough because um, you're never going to please everybody, right? Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, I think uh, it's probably better to keep everybody pleased if, you know, your team's winning. And, you know, that, that also backs you up as a coach, right? When it's like, hey, well, you know, teams, you know, got 10 wins or whatever, right? Um, you know, all these things play in, and I'm sure it, it also plays into pressure internally, right? Where it's, you know, we're you know, not gonna, only they know what's going on in the locker room, but I'm sure, you know, whatever fights they may have or arguments or, or what have you, and especially with, with some of the more veteran guys, right, that have had um, more experienced coaches, right, like the Quinteros or the Herreras or, mm-hmm. or players like that, um, you know, certainly those guys are going to are gonna be more outspoken, um, also just because of the fact that they're veterans too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is all part of man management, managing egos, and, and that's why, um, you know, for a city like Houston, that's why – also said, I mean, I think you need a little bit of a, of a more experienced guy, right? That can that can do that, but um, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be experienced, right? I mean, you could probably just have it if if, if you know from the beginning. Um, and this and this kind of but that's but that's part of the managing process, yeah, yeah, because it's kind of how it's set up. Because I mean, if you take you know LAFC, right, have a new guy in Steve Chirondolo, and it looks like they have a skip a beat. Obviously, we know the type of roster they have. They have so many stars. How the hell they have Bell not a DP? I have no clue, man. They're probably some kind of <laughs> feed code they're using, or you know. No, but... but even like even with Bradley, like I I think um, again not knowing the situation as much, but I I think the the gravy train with Bradley ended right, and that's why they just like all right, we're we're gonna go with another direction because right. this ain't working out, and um and maybe like for example at LA Galaxy where the where the results aren't there as much you you kind of see players speaking out in the media a little bit more, right? right? But that's that's all part of being a manager, right? Vanny's got to figure out how to keep his guys. All right, listen, man, I, I get it, but um, you know, here's the deal. I think a lot of it is not just transparency with 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 fans and and media. I think a lot of it is also transparency within your locker room and your players. I think that's uh that that's ultimately what players want, right? And and have a guy to shoot them straight and. And you'll keep your locker room happy, but yeah, it's all part of it's all part of pro sports. I mean, it, it happens in every other in, in every other team. I mean, it's it's part of the game, man, and that's that's part of what you look at when you hire somebody. I have a, I have another one. Um, I well, you know, I like Victor because you are not not that you're critical, but like you bring different perspectives around the club that is not only like you know focused on the first team. For example, I've heard your takes on the academy, right? Or, you know, like how many products are coming out of it? You know, literally yeah. almost none. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and the ones that do come out, you know, and not to mention any names, it's not like they're making a huge difference for the club at all, you know? Uh, and then I guess we can get into scouting and stuff like that because, I mean, one of the points that you brought up as well on your show was the fact that we're going to, um, to Colombia to send an 18-year-old kid 
you know, 18 years old, a, a kid that could be a, a Let me tell you something. It. There's a bunch of Colombians out in Katy, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need to go down to wherever, but whatever. I... But, you know, so, I mean, I just want to get your take. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard it, but I want you to, I guess, say, say it again. Uh, on the on like on that whole process of like you know the academy, the academy? Not, not being able to yeah, not being yeah. Able to look I, I think I think we get a lot of BS right I think we get a lot of excuses um and you know taking the fans like like they're like they're not like they're like they're idiots right like they don't know the sport I mean it's I mean first again first of all we're in Houston <laughs> most international cities in the United States I mean there's um, you don't have scouts. Uh, you can probably hold tryouts, and and the talent will come to you. Um, that's that's first, right? Um, I think the investment in coaches has to be there, right? Um, um, we've seen other academies in Houston develop pro talent. Why hasn't the Houston Dynamo Academy? Are you telling me the Texans had had uh, more money, or or Rice, or one of these other soccer clubs? They have more money than the Houston Dynamo, than an MLS club. Um. And, and again, it's not all money either, right? Because it's, uh, you know, we're just talking about Colombia, for example. Colombia is a good example. Mexico, um, Argentina, any other country. I mean, you're telling me there's a bunch of money in this country that, that all these academies are, are, are finding, you know, the, these kids, right? Yeah, like half of, half of those guys are out there in the streets, you know, like cleaning cars and stuff like that they're just somebody yeah, so, look at so that to talent. me i think it's it's just it's excuses for not getting results right and if, for whatever reason they're not getting results and they haven't gotten them um give time to the process all right fine paul holocker's had five years um where's at least some signs of uh of guys coming up the ranks uh because you know castilla palomino these guys were essentially before at least palomino right was before from uh from the Clarkson era, I think. I mean, these guys are kind of already in the system. Um, where's the next wave, right? Um, again, the, the coaches, um, it isn't all about winning tournaments and, and all these results that they post on social media. I mean, it's uh, moving players along, I think, for the longest. And, and I'm not going to, you know, blame Pollock or Tyrants for that, but entirely for this. But, but you know, I think that was one of my things with Clarkson. I mean, it was all these kids... Um, that got moved up to first team, right? And eventually just faded on. It was all a marketing move, as we see now. And, and I think that sucks. I think it was unfair to some of those kids, right? Like uh, Lucatero, for example. That's a kid that could have gone to college, gotten a four-year degree, um, and then Brand maybe Salazar. come back and, ma and, and make a soccer career, right? And, and you know what? They were robbed of that education. Because yeah. these guys sold them that they were going to be pros. They moved them up to the first team. And where are they now? Yeah, yeah, and I mean they can't. I mean scholarship. I mean I, I don't know. To me, it's like that sucks. And um, you know, there's there's families getting fleeced, right? Getting sold on on their kids gonna make it pro. We know not everybody makes it pro, right? right. Uh, and that's why I think again, speaking to people with uh, with the truth, um, straightforward. You don't got to take everybody's money, and and that's it. Just 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 make an honest club, and I think. Uh, that that also plays into the reason I think why, you know, there isn't more people bringing their kids to the Houston Dynamo Academy. Mm -hmm. um, that was the reason, one of the reasons, right? I think with um, what's this kid, uh, uh, Chris Richards, right? Mm -hmm. That that just uh, got to the Premier League with Crystal Palace, right. was here with the Texans. They, you know, they weren't gonna 
the Texans weren't gonna gonna ship him over to the Houston Dynamo and have him ru- ruin his career. They shipped him up to Dallas, and and now he's in the Premier League. And I think, uh, you know, uh, again, Palomino for the longest didn't want to sign that contract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I, I I just think those are the little things that, um, you know, I wish we. I wish I had, I had more time to to get into some of those weeds and and just you know, um, uh, get get more into what's going on there. That's where that's where I say where it helps to have more media coverage as well, right? Getting some more more hands on deck as far as some of these things going around the club. Um, you know what's going on with the academy? What's going on with the dash? Um, there are some good things going on. I, I don't discredit that. It's not. It's not all, all intact on, uh, and it's all, you know, not a disaster. But I do think there are a lot of things that you know people have made money money off the Houston Dynamo, right? Um, I dare say, and I'm just gonna say it's my opinion, but a lot of these transfers, right? I mean, we see it all around the world. It's a uh, um, people make money off of agents. People make money in backhanded deals. Who's to say it doesn't happen here, right? Um, a lot of these deals that kind of went 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 through. I mean, it's it's just, but nobody nobody looks at this because it's MLS. It's, it is a bit closed off, but also because there isn't enough media coverage, and yeah. and that all plays into why the club hasn't succeeded, right? Everybody's kind of taking a piece of the pie, but nobody nobody's put forth the uh, the work to to get it all fixed. Um, We'll see if uh, the owner Ted Siegel was able to do that. Yeah, I guess uh, you know, moving into finishing it off, but with moving towards like the uh, the staff, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, whether it be the president or uh, other um, positions, they're just not soccer, you know, uh, people, right? And so we know there's going to be a little bit of cleanup in some aspects, but. What about just the staff in general? You know, I know you may not know exactly what kind of, you know, house cleaning they're doing, but what is all that about as well? You know, is it just the mentality yeah. that needs to change or is that, I don't know, my question makes a, some sense. I know yeah, that. Yeah, no, like I think, uh, for example, I, I, I gave you the Houston Dash example. All they needed was more soccer people in the room, right? Uh, making better decisions. I'm not... Um, you know, I'll give Clarkson's due maybe on, on some of the GM stuff, right? Um, whether it was it, it was his ideas or whether it was just maybe he's the guy that they decided, oh, all right, we'll give this guy the the monetary backing, right? The, the you know, help players get their own apartments, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you, you know, the get them their own locker room at, at HSP instead of having him change out of the restroom, right? Like, I think those are the kind of moves that, that need – to happen right and and you need somebody in there that says come on man this isn't professional for soccer right some of these girls are coming from colleges that are have you know imagine if you're coming from ut or, or a&m or was it you know wasn't like a, a few of them, yeah and it's like wasn't a few of them kind of like stepping away so because they're making probably more money on instagram than they were also on the team i wouldn't doubt it <laughs> but yeah i mean like that's that's what i mean like those are so those are like and, and i think you know it's gotten better in the nwsl but but th- that's where you need people to say, all right, look, we need to better this operation. We need to make this a place where players want to come and play, right? Um, you know, why can't we keep Corey Lloyd happy? I mean, this is essentially the messy at the time, right, of, of women's soccer or the equivalent, right, the best player in the world. Um, we have it here. Why can't we win? What's going wrong, right? 
Uh, same thing with Houston. Why why won't players come here? Um, do we just have to overpay for them? Like they, you know, maybe they deal with it. Right? I don't know, but I'm saying because um, it isn't because it isn't an attractive market, right? I mean, you are seeing it. You know, um, I, I think sometimes that that gets undersold. But I think you know, no, maybe it's not on the coast like LA or or Miami. But I do think Houston's one of the bigger markets. I mean, it's it's not Columbus, it's not Cincinnati, it's not it's not Salt Lake City. Right, it's one of the bigger cities in the United States. Um, players should be wanting to come here, and I think a lot of them, a lot of them do. But the ones that know, the ones that have been around MLS and have heard the murmurs, they're 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 keeping they're keeping their their distance, right? And 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 maybe that's what you know makes it hard to sign players. You know, Pat Onstead could be transparent about that and say, "Hey, listen, I'm having a tough time getting guys to come here. They, they everybody's heard that you know it sucks here." Um, you know, and, and we're trying to change their minds, but that's the reason why it's hard for, for us to convince players. I mean, that that's totally acceptable, right? I mean, I think people would, would be more no if, if that was, like, the case. But, yeah, I think, you know, that's where I say more soccer decisions, where I say it on the community. Um, more people that know the market, right? Houstonians. Um, you know, you're telling me there's not a um, – I mean, here's, here's the biggest thing, and I, and I obviously say this because I'm biased because I'm – Hispanic, but you have Hector Herrera, a Mexican signing, right? Um, going to be at the World Cup. Um, you're trying to market him. You know, look through the front office. I don't think there's a high level or, or in the in the ranks of the of, of the higher level staff. I don't think they're Hispanic. And and you're telling me in Houston, you're not going to have a top level executive yeah, who's Hispanic. That's crazy. And it's especially one that could probably you could probably just get out of Houston. I mean, these are the kind of little things where I think they can still better the staff. I mean, it's um, why don't they want a more experienced coach? Is it because um, he's going to bring his own staff? Is it because he's going to make them feel inferior? I mean, what what is it, right? I mean, to me, the more the merrier. Bring more soccer people in the room. Um, you know, easy fix, right? Of uh, Glenn Davis and Eddie Robinson, and, and obviously, you know, I, I'd say this not because, you know, I'm friends with them, but because I, I see them being qualified. I don't see anybody, uh, you know, few people more qualified to, to be having a bigger voice in the club. Why don't they? Yeah. Why aren't they? Why, why aren't why isn't the door being open for guys like them? Um, and I'm not saying they open it just for them. I'm saying open it to them and open it to some other ones, right? Uh, going back to the academy, Tom Byer, they really got to go to Japan to find a coach uh, to teach kid. At the, you know, you can kick a ball around at home, and and, and it's not to talk down on the pro- on 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 the project, but I mean, Wade Barrett—they <laughs> just yeah, opened the, the academy yeah. downtown, yeah. and I've seen him anywhere close to the Houston Dynamo. I mean, these are the moves that I think it's it, it really isn't rocket science. I mean, yeah. it's just opening the door to the community. Um, that's it. That, that's not, all I think they should that, be doing. Wasn't that like exploding the players as well in the sense of like, why not take them to, you know, you, you mentioned Hispanic I, in Hector Herrera. Why not take them to like a fiesta or Kroger? You know what I mean? Like in, in specific areas. That yeah, do signings. Uh, right? you know, I like, and, and you guys will know from my time there, I like Brian King's bar, but there's other bars around town they could be yeah. doing watch parties as well, right? I mean, uh, move it around. Um, you know, Austin during COVID did like these pop-up shops uh, all around town. You know, not everybody's going to come down to the convention center. Right. Put a put a shop on wheels and and put it out in in Kingswood. Put it out in the Woodlands. Put it out in Katy. 
uh, you know, drive it down to Missouri City. I mean, yeah. you know, Pearland, Pasadena, get it all around town. I mean, get out there to the community. Don't wait for the community yeah. to come for you. And and I think, you know, if, if what they're lacking is people getting out of the office and maybe they, they, they need some other people from the community to come into that office as well. Yeah, I agree. So Houston Dynamo, if you're listening, uh, we are uh, we're free. If you need any consultation, <laughs> <laughs> marketing consultation, we are available. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing too. Like, I think there's a lot of people that will do it for free too, right? Yeah. We haven't even gotten to like the history, right? Like some of the former players from like the Hurricanes or you know the Stars, they're still for moving real. around. Yeah. I mean, uh, former Mexican players that you know probably live you know in, in this backyard that you can get them. Link with Dynamo. I mean, I think there's 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 no lack of ideas. There's no lack of uh, of initiatives they could do to be growing the team here. Um, it's 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 all just I think for lack of trying. And it's all analytics too, man. You know, now everybody's like, "Well, this works because my computer told me so." Yeah, well, that's another story. <laughs> what's 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 the XG? On driving Dude, oh, <laughs> I will say, um, uh, Moro's, uh, the dash coach, had a great, see, that's, and that's what I'm telling you, like, he had a great uh, quote um, before this last match in, it, where, where I think Theo asked him um, about XG and some of that stuff, and, and, and he was like, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting when, when you, you look at certain stuff, but he's like, but I think that's more for, like, baseball or another sport that uses yeah. more statistics here. I, to me, it's still about the eye test. You know, we're not at the point where we're making every decision based on data. Um, but maybe it's just a different apo- approach, right? I mean, I think the Dynamo are maybe sometimes a little bit too too into data and, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. Maybe people are making money off of programs and they need to be using these things in MLS clubs and that's why it's being pushed so much. I don't know, but point is... Um, it ain't helping the Dynamo win. Shout out to white people and their computers. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers people, man. That's for sure. But Christian, you have any questions or? Well, no, man. I mean, I think we could stay here for hours, honestly. I know. I think we both. I mean, we could literally like break this down, this club down to like the not the basics, but like every little detail could be, you know. I mean, we could talk just scouting for hours, well, maybe. Well, let, let's close it out yeah. with the next but match. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. We, we have Montreal visiting, Kyoto yeah, coming home, you know, as we remember him. But, hey, that's that's maybe one of the gems that, you know, Matt Jordan kind of hit on, right? <laughs> At least imagine if we had hey, those three attackers. Matt, Matt Jordan has a title under his name, and that's all that matters to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know. That, that was a situation, if we remember, that I was botched, too. There was a conduct thing there. Uh, that again, at that at the time, we're saying uh, a general manager with more personality was needed. Right. Um, and and there's you know that I think I'm not saying things are at that same point here, but I think again that's why you need more people with personality as well to to, to handle some of these moves, uh, managing egos in the locker room. Yeah, but yeah, Montreal's coming to town. Um, I still say that none of the Canadian teams. Should be coming into Houston winning. Nope. Uh, but they we'll haven't lost in five games. So, you know, chances are high that if we know something is they were very inconsistent at home. So uh it's, no. it's yeah, right. <laughs> and I don't know. Well, I know that there's rules and you know, may you may know more than me and this, but 
you know, obviously to visit Canada, you know, the everybody has to have like their COVID, you know, uh, I guess back vaccination. It's it, I'm assuming it's the same coming into the U.S. Right? You would think. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think so. actually. I don't know. But at the same time, when, even when with the bubble, I mean, they were all down here, you know, at a, at a certain point. But anyway, so I was gonna say, I doubt they'll have a lot of people missing. But this game, man, if you lose against yeah. Montreal, that you know, well, and, and I think that tells you too where the team is, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's something to be said for a bad stretch, but there's also something to be said when a team isn't together and loses games like this. Um, I think especially if you have some of your better players, right? Like Herrera, Quintero on the field, Carrasquilla, uh, Clark. Um, maybe Hadebe won't be back. But, I mean, I think, you know, even Parker and Stair should probably be good enough to, to man the back four. Um, but when you just have a team that isn't, you know, isn't united on the field for a game like this, that's, that kind of tells you where your team is. So, um the more we're going to find out, right? I mean, if this if this is a loss, I think uh, we can assume that things aren't aren't uh, aren't exactly roses in the locker room, right? Uh, because I think th- these these would be too many games now. I mean, it, it, it has been already, right? But I think, um, especially a game at home, is just uh, there's probably bigger problems there if they lose this one. And even and I guess Christian, even if this is. Uh... You know, like like you said, they lose this game. They they lose another game. Like, how many games do they have to lose for you? Know, maybe for them to move away from Nagamura, knowing again that this was always going to be a process. I was just thinking that. Yeah, but I I think it'd have to be a disaster. They he'd essentially have to be like lose every single game, lose another almost. Games. Yeah, they have to make it uh, impossible for the owner or or the fans not to say anything. Yeah, yeah, it it. it I mean, and I've said it from the very beginning when, like, even when Tavo was hired, I just didn't see him being, like, a, a coach in MLS. And, I mean, we see it now for sure, right? Because even after losing his job with Houston, he kind of hasn't done anything coaching-related. You know, we've seen him, like, as whether it be a commentator or just pop up every now and then on TV. But with Nagamura, right. I think – you know, he has some good qualities, but again, he's a new coach. He's going to make mistakes. You know, he's his tactics, like he he comes in every single game with a different perspective. And most of the time it works, but not enough to get you that, you know, that, over result. That's also weird to me. The whole like changing, like I understand preparing your team for other teams, but like every, almost every game, it's just, it's just weird to me. I don't yeah, know. Maybe think, I'm wrong. But that it's, usually it's, happens, Christian. I think whenever you again, whenever you don't know like your team or you don't trust yeah. your team, that's that's yeah. a big issue. Because right. you know, play like the mentality always was like this is my eleven, this is how we play, you know, this exactly. is how we approach yeah, yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have that set up, then you definitely have to kind of scout the other team and try to beat them on their weaknesses. That's why you shouldn't be a, a Bar- like a Barcelona fan under Guardiola and a Manchester City fan under because <laughs> you get used to winning and then you're like, oh, you know what? What is soccer? You know, like you see, gra- the other day Has Manchester gra- City won a Champions League. I, I must have missed that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not you know, and, 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 yeah, that's a good. One. I get it. I get. It. But, but, you There's know, some things that money can't even yeah, buy, yeah. Victor. Yeah, <laughs> shout out PSG. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. But, yeah, just it's one of those things that – oh, 
Okay, yeah, this. Um, I was going to use a curse word, but I'm going to switch it for something else. Uh, that if you are a type of person that wants a team to lose because you don't like a coach and you want to see him fired, I don't have any respect for you. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> but uh, as, just as a fan of the club, you know, I don't want to lose, period. But I was going to say you're a bitch, but let's just keep it. <laughs> I, I don't have respect for you. <laughs> But yeah, if you, whatever you I gotta say, go ahead. Uh, I don't even remember the question I asked. I don't know. Jeez, no. I'm here. Well, do you, are you are you Victor comfortable on giving uh, score predictions, or you just leave that for everybody else? Yeah, I just leave for everybody else. Uh, <laughs> is it is a good is it a good one? Is it a medium one? Are you, no, are you well, because the thing with quartz prediction is you're always going to look – most of the time you're probably going to look bad, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you're probably never going to guess them. So, uh, although this last one I think I actually got it right, which I didn't mean to. Yeah. Uh, I was actually happy that I was going to be I got it wrong. right too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be happy to be wrong. And then, you know, then the last uh, couple of minutes happened. Yeah, I had uh, I had predicted 1-1 and I, I kept telling them it's about to happen, 1-1. And sure enough, it happened <laughs> and then they got scored again. So it threw it all off. <laughs> oh, man. Bad teams find a way to lose games and that's what they did. That's why it's, I mean, a game like that, when you didn't, I mean, you just, what I mean, what else can you say? Like, that's, that's just a bad team. And... You know, until they fix things, which uh, I don't know if I it, here's the other thing because that's the thing, right? That's what we're trying to find out. It, does this have some type of remedy, right? Like, does Nagamura have uh, the ability to kind of, you know, win back some of the players, uh, get some results? Um, you know, some players are probably gone already, but you know, what what are we what else are we going to find out here in these last couple weeks? Because um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but you know, you can certainly. You should be able to win this one against Montreal at home, and you should be able to, you know, win a couple more games at home. Maybe not the LAFC game, but you should be able right. to pull out some results. So I think, at the very least, I think, um, you know, that's that's what Nagamura still has for, you know, to protect his job essentially to to show that uh, he can still be the guy. Um, the biggest thing I can say is that he got Herrera, right? I mean, they gave right. him Herrera and, and they gave him uh, Ferreira also. Um, you know, I think the one, for example, you know, the thing, the thing Tab could have probably said at the end of last season was, well, I was stuck with Quintero. To be fair, I don't think he managed that situation the best way, mm-hmm. but um, that was kind of the only, the only way to play that, that the team gave him because they never really got the replacements for uh, Manota Sorelli's when, when they mm-hmm. left, right? So, I mean, um, and, and I do think like, that first season, that COVID season, had had uh, at least uh, stayed. I think that would have that would have gotten the team to the playoffs because right when he leaves, I mean that was yeah that was the disruptor that the team had that they could just never replace. And- Ariel Lasseter, for example, was looking like a million bucks <laughs> until you know then at least left. They're like, know, oh my god, you can't even score a brace. This guy's it. This guy's it. No. And and that's that's the the issue too in the sense of like even looking back at you know the time with Cabrera Cabrera knew what he had in his roster and he knew how to exploit it he knew that like I can only counter attack you know like I've, I have at least and Kyoto one of the fastest guys on MLS yeah, and, and there's no shame Manotas. in that I mean and, and there, exactly there's no shame in that and 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 if you're gonna you know play as much as defensive and counter attack that's who you are you know. And and I think right now we're seeing more possession than maybe when Tav had 
was in the in you know uh, the head coach. And but what are we doing with that? We see teams just give us the ball right now, and there's right no, so, I mean, because they're give not me that possession if they don't want it. <laughs> because exactly, they, they're like, man, y'all can have the ball. You guys are not going to score on us because it, it's a shame because we really don't have any attacking players that can you know put any fear in the opponents at all. You know how Averdelli yeah. used to be or a Kyoto. Right. That was my thing too about that. I mean, it's uh, who cares if you're going on against Honduras. Find another Albert Elias and bring him over and, and you know, sell Elias and keep moving the pipeline. And, and if it works, it works. Um, but, you know, these are, it's kind of like, uh, it's one out of a hundred, right? So. We should make them do that as our academy. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah, we have a few. Man, if you want to go ahead and close it out, Christian, more than welcome to. Yeah. But actually before, yeah, we'll let Victor, man, thank you so much for joining us and, you know, obviously give give uh, your information on people can reach you and how they can uh, reach your uh, your site. Yeah, uh, thestrikers.com. Um, and if you're getting this right off the um, right off the all in between the All Star break, I think we have a code there for uh, I think it's All Star twenty two, thirty percent off the subscription. Um, but even then, it's thirty days. The first thirty days are free, so if you just want to try it out. And see, uh, see some of the coverage we have. Um, it's all there. And, and again, we appreciate uh, any support. Uh, trying to keep it going. Uh, trying to uh, give the team as much coverage as we can. And uh, written format, podcast, whatever. Although, I got to say, you guys are doing a great job, too. You're kind of hitting it all all over the place as well with video and audio and and uh, and uh, web as well. So, um, yeah, Dynamo Theory. Check them out, too. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, thank you, everybody. Don't forget, you can uh, follow the, follow us at you know Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, you know just go to Dynamo Theory. Dynamo Theory. I was gonna say Dynamo Twitter dot com. Dynamo Theory dot com for everything and anything. Uh, you can find Rudy. Probably gonna get this wrong again, but it's okay. Rudy Segura zero one, and then Rodrigo Segura three. If not, then y'all just find them wherever. And then me, myself, you can find me on at, at Chris Putalias. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Houston Nine fans. And don't forget to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. <laughs>